Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today we have with us Ruby Jane Anthony who is the director of people operations at Setu. Setu is an early stage startup building API infrastructure that will help make financial products accessible for the next billion users. So how is it going for you Ruby? I mean I seeing the vacation mode is on for everybody right? <laughs> I'm doing great uh, Shraddha it's it's been an amazing week uh, everyone really looks forward to the wedding week at Setu so it's just every, everybody's in the in the party mood and having a really good time now yeah that makes so much sense so um Ruby before we you know jump on to our questions and uh, you know jump on to the podcast i would like uh, just to set up a context for our listeners you know i mean i was also going through your linkedin and i think you have a very interesting work experiences and everything So even our listeners would be thrilled to know about it. So could you just walk us through your career journey and you know your um, like you know work experiences and everything till now? And if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Sure, oh, that's that's always the hardest question to answer. You know, <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's it's been quite a journey so far. Uh, I'm I'm not your typical HR person. I started my career in Tally Solutions as a product manager. and worked in the financial solutions product um tally was a stepping stone in terms of realizing that i would love to be part of a team that gets to fine tune how an overall org functions and contribute towards carving out people success practices this was what actually led me to pursue my masters in human resources from symbiosis where i got to delve a little deeper into understanding the core areas of this function um also got to put some of these into practice through an internship stint at genpact Uh, Deloitte was the next phase of my career that purely happened due to campus placements. Uh, I worked in HR transformation for three years there and got to collaborate on projects spanning from onboarding to employee experience to to payroll and strategy. And then right before I was traveling to London for a client workshop, uh, I got a call from Nikhil Kumar, my oldest friend from Tally and the current co-founder of Setu. about this roller coaster of an opportunity to help build people practices for a fintech startup from the ground up and the rest of history uh these these last two plus years for me leading the people of steam at setu has been nothing short of magical i get to work with some of the smartest and most fun people i've met in my life uh we're constantly learning from others in a similar space on what are some of the best practices they have in their org and we're consciously aiming at enhancing what we built internally Oh, it's it's been a wonderful journey so far. That's really good to hear. I mean, yes, like I said, it was quite interesting. All the experiences that you had, it's really nice. So, um, Ruby, I mean, uh, it was very heartening to see that even in the midst of the pandemic and the business uncertainty, HR and leaders continue to prioritize employee engagement and well-being. So, what are some of the practices that is adopted by Setu to ensure the well-being of employees? Hmm. Um, employee well-being um is not just a cliche at Setu. We truly believe and action on it. Uh, one of the first things that we that we did when the entire pandemic situation happened was reach out to Kaha Mind. They are a mental health and well-being partner that provides unlimited one-on-one counseling and group workshops 
So they helped address a range of these awareness topics. Um, so some which are really key in today's world, such as self-care, mindfulness, and stress management. And our team really benefits out of, out of these workshops. Apart from this, we have our annual tradition of a well-being week off, which is what we're going through right now, where the entire company just shuts down from work. So it's the whole break between Christmas and New Year, and it's one of the most awaited breaks for our team. Okay. We introduced quarterly days off um, post the pandemic, where in the last Friday of every quarter, employees get an extended weekend, some time off again from work. Uh, we also have a very liberal program, which ensures anybody who needs to take a break for whatever reason is able to, or no questions asked. And then another important way to ensure our team well-being is looked after is to keep checking in with people and how they're feeling. This takes place either via pulse surveys or just setting up one-on-ones. And we do both quite regularly. We listen to open feedback shared, think about new initiatives to launch basis that, or even what to drop. Uh, one of the outcomes of doing this was no meeting Wednesdays, which mainly became a thing because people were really feeling meeting fatigue due right. to the excess number of meetings that suddenly came out. I think everybody was talking about this due to remote work. Right. So uh, there's, there's already a request to have this two days in a week now. Uh, we're taking tiny steps towards that by just like putting more focus on async communication, um, having shorter meetings with focused agendas, documenting religiously, which in turn just benefits everyone. And then on an overall org level, also just to take all of that stress away from work, we recently signed up for a very fun learning collaboration with Nathaniel School of Music in Bangalore. So now we have a bunch of folks learning the keyboard, uh, the guitar, a couple of other instruments, and even vocals. Wow. Uh, and this by far has been one of our most engaging initiatives. Uh, at Setu especially, we've always felt that music is something that binds our team together. Okay. So every year, we even celebrate our founding day with gigs by bands. This year we got when Shaima toast. Um, and last year was Lagori. So the the entire team just loves it. It's it's a great experience. Wow, I mean that sounds really fun. I'm sure it's a great place to work. You know, I mean, yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, we also do like a bunch of other things in engagement. That actually even got featured uh, on an article written about employee engagement in a remote first world. Um, last year our Mima Mia channel rightfully got its fair share of credits we use Slack extensively to keep in touch with the team so everything from like music to book to TV series recommendations even playing weekly games or team members or appreciating each other everything is via Slack and I think Engage With truly deserves a call out here I just mm -hmm. got to know very recently that we were the first client for oh. our Engage With point of contact so that's uh, that's something special too Right. That's really nice. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's it's really good to work in a place like that when you have, and actually, uh, you know, it's uh, so much good for the employees as well, right? Amazing. <laughs> anyway, so um, Ruby, according to the Gallup report, it states that uh, remote employees are three times more likely to be engaged if they receive regular feedback from their managers. So in your opinion, what are the different ways that organizations can adapt to, you know, provide effective feedback to its employees and, uh, of course, keeping in mind the remote working environment. Right. Um, I think constructive feedback uh, lies not only at the core of having an engaged team, but also goes a long way in contributing to our culture. And it's also important to make it a shared accountability to be great at both delivering and receiving feedback. So both employees and their lead should make sure that they set up continuous check-ins, be it fortnightly, uh, be it monthly. And these should, these should definitely be kept separate from your daily, weekly scrum conversations. 
feedback from these sort of check-in conversations should be documented between both parties it could be like like a feedback journal of sorts right. and then how you pass on this feedback is also an important area to keep developing on especially for managers instead of telling your team member hey your work on xyz was good get into the details include specific data points um examples scenarios how or where it was done extremely well so the team members aware of all of the specifics and then on feedback for things that could have been done better these developmental conversations need to be two way instead of dictating how a certain change could have been brought about work with the employee to solution it better and then it's more likely to be information that an employee retains and works towards so the next time you have a feedback conversation they can always come back and tell you how they actioned upon it right um, these sort of real insightful conversations create a win win situation for both parties and then outside of your regular continuous feedback check-ins they can also be org level touch points to both give and receive feedback again uh, formal feedback for new hires at the middle of the probationary period helps cuz they're still figuring out their way through the org and knowing how they're fared against org performance culture metrics can be like a guiding guiding light for them um there's there's also 360 peer feedback which is a great way to get feedback from anyone and everyone in the team right there's upward lead feedback that can be shared through quarterly surveys to gauge team happiness and areas of improvement for leads uh there's quarterly pulse check-ins for the org on you know what are we what are we doing well what can we do better what are we not doing now that we should start doing So these are all mainly modes of ensuring there are enough channels through which people can share and receive feedback. But what's most important is that the leadership team also needs to adapt in a manner that ensures that these channels are actually regularly utilized and the importance of constructive feedback sharing is encouraged across the org. Right, I totally agree. I mean, there's a lot to learn from this. That's true. So, um anyway, coming to the next question that I have for you. So the pandemic has caused an unprecedented wave of tech adoptions for business across all industries and you know more than 60% of the companies have opened to their op- option to work from anywhere so what can one do to ensure that they are able to safeguard their current employees you know from getting lured to the backlog of your opportunities and ensure that they are able to attract more and more talent from the external market mm-hmm. um the crux of what this pandemic uh, has taught us is that you don't need to be in an office setting to be able to work effectively right. so giving people that flexibility to work as per their convenience work from any place ensures that you're trusting your people to do the right thing correct um i honestly believe that if you take care of your people they will give it their everything in return people yeah. mostly only leave when they feel like either the company or the managers don't care anymore Right. So giving your giving your employees ownership and freedom to drive things to take the final shots to create an impact while also ensuring as an organization their learning and growth is always consciously worked upon goes a long way. This helps um this helps a into like retain the existing talent pool and b to attract more talent because your current team will organically spread the word and nothing works better in attracting talent than your internal and external referral network. Right, that's true. And then outside of all of this finally ensuring that you also have a great comp and benefits package to seal all of this together because at the end of the day that's also like your bare minimum so you give people enough to ensure they don't have to worry about finances or be lured by ex company with like a 60 plus percent comp hike these days sound rightfully told me you know playing with comp is like playing with fire so <laughs> be fair to your people give them enough opportunities to learn grow create an impact give them flexibility 
um, ownership of work, give them a great team to be a part of, and you already get into the top notch of companies any talent would want to be a part of. Right, completely true. I totally agree. So, I mean, anyhow, uh, you know, finding talent is getting tougher and tougher. It is truly a candidate-driven market with business uh, growing quarter on quarter, right? And it becomes imperative that the right messaging is being uh, done with the candidates. So, the right to information about your organization, your culture is being shared, correct? Anyway, to tackle this situation in the best way, um, I mean, what is your opinion? I mean, do you think that employer branding is the way forward or, uh, I mean, what what's your take on this? What's your say on this? I think employee, employer branding is one part of it. Of course, it's important uh, that people know and are aligned with the what, why, how's the mission that the company is working towards, what the org culture looks like, what kind of talent is hired, what does the internal team feel about working in the company, uh, what the day-to-day looks like, oh, and also what, what the perks and benefits the company offers. So if you want the right kind of people to be working with you, you have to give people information that makes them go, oh, yes, I absolutely want to work for this company. You have to give them enough reasons to want to work with you because let's be honest, there's still like a gazillion companies competing for the same talent. Right. Candidate experience, I think, is the other part of it. How many of these posts have you seen on LinkedIn of people just fed up with really time-consuming processes with no results, um, getting ghosted by companies, getting the same old default messaging? Right. So candidate experience is crucial because you're not just trying to fill a position with the best person you find. It's also about ensuring anyone who reaches out to your company is treated with the best of experiences. And this starts by setting... Um, role and interview process expectations right and also ensuring there's a team that's available to take any questions the candidate has or any other information they require to make the right decision because there are definitely situations where there might be delays in the hiring process because of the large number of inbounds uh, or the hiring team stuck with p0 deliverables not being able to prioritize interviews whatever that reason is it's imperative that you're engaging candidates you're letting them know that there's going to be a delay at Setu, uh, one of our hiring principles is to ensure that people get treated the way you want to be treated. And also that every teeny bit of information you need about the company, the role, what the interview process looks like, what can you prep on is shared in the form of an interview prep guide with anyone going through the process. So not only does this help the candidates, it's also an iterative process for us uh, to keep updating our process based on feedback shared by candidates. So investing that little amount of time to ensure there's information made available to anyone who wants to be part of your company's mission really helps everyone out there. Right, right. I got it. All right. Great. So um, anyway, so Ruby, since attrition tends to be to the highest among, uh, you know, new employees of an organization, hence investing in a strong training process is much more critical to an organization. So what are the parameters that a company should keep in mind before framing their training policy? And, you know, I mean, are these any, I mean, are, are these industry specific or? Uh... Okay, um, training, training is one of those things you do to ensure your people's growth and learning is taken care of. This is also something that people should drive for themselves. Uh, it shows that they actually invested in picking up new learning opportunities. Right. Having having a very formal and hardcore process makes it more of a chore rather than something people look forward to doing. So what organizations should enable is giving the team a plethora of options to utilize as and when they would like to, thus simplifying the whole ask. 
and we have a pretty open program at Sethu. So any course, any certification, uh, learning program you want to sign or take up is on the house, no questions asked. And right. that's what we believe learning should be, right? An open and continuous program. Attrition is something you can't really control, even, even after giving the best of everything to your people. So providing a killer training program still can't ensure if a person is going to stay back or not. And the industry right now is going through this great resignation phase. It seems it just seems to be another one of those trends that you see people doing and then you want to do it too. Right. What people don't really realize is how non-beneficial it is for themselves to keep jumping from company to company. Newer hires especially need to give it some time to get the hang of things rather than going for that next shiny offer that they find. Of course, right. Right. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. So, yeah, um, Ruby, I think, unfortunately, we are at the end of the podcast and... Uh, I mean, of course, we got to learn a lot from you and those were some really insightful uh, things that you told us. And I'm sure that even our listeners would, you know, gain a lot of information from this uh, conversation. Anyway, I mean, personally, I really loved it. So um, anyway, I want to ask you if, uh, you know, anybody wants to reach out to you, would LinkedIn be the be uh, best platform or... Is there oh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn would be uh, the perfect platform. Thanks so much for having me here, Shrew Shraddha. It's, it's been great being here. Yes, of course. It was great to have you, Ruby. I look forward to, you know, having more conversations with you and being in touch for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ruby.